0: Hello friends, my name is Dave Miller, and I'm Niles Spain, and we're your fuck buddies.
1: We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into sexy, sticky situations.
0: Simply put, we find questions either online or from our lovely listeners on the topics of sex and dating, and we answer them for you.
1: And I, I'm just so happy that today I don't need a bag of ice to keep myself at a temperature that will keep me conscious. It's kind of beautiful out today. It's lovely outside. I know this is kind of like a, a, you know, a weather podcast recently, but Mm -hmm. I will say it's nice to be in something other than the level in Mario where the sun's trying to kill you.
0: It's true. It's beautiful. I was about to say, you know what episode we don't talk about the weather in? Our secret episode, but I'm pretty sure we also talk about the weather
1: in that one. Yeah, we do.
0: Yeah. But we did release our first uh, members only episode, Pillow Talk, uh, on our Patreon yesterday um so you know if well, you're would, interested in that a week ago ah oh, fuck yeah you're right well <laughs> eight days ago or whatever amount of time either way it's there if you want to have a good look at it check it out just sign up for our
1: first our second tier and if we're feeling generous maybe we'll give you a little morsel to find out what you're missing Ooh. And yeah, if you do want to uh, support the show and get your your sweaty little hands all over Pillow Talk, which is our, our Patreon exclusive podcast, uh, just head on over to our website, fbuddiespodcast.com, click the Patreon link, it'll bring you over, and you have three options. Uh, only two of them, however, will give you access to Pillow Talk. The uh the, well, the lowest three of tier. Them will. Three of them, yes. I always forget <laughs> about our, our very super cheeky- secret
0: cheeky, expensive
1: tier. Yeah. Um, so the first one is, is a low tier thing that you can use just to support us and we appreciate you. Um, the middle tier and the higher tier uh, will give you access to uh, pillow talk and the, the second highest will also give you priority question access. So if you want to ask us a question, you'll be uh, skipped to the front of the line.
0: And we appreciate every single person so far who has become a member. We love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting us and letting us continue to this podcast.
1: Thank you very much. Also, letting us pursue other projects, which I'm very excited about.
0: All right. You ready for your first question? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is by deleted user. My date came in his pants and never talked to me again. Lol. What did I do wrong? Hey, Reddit. Oh. Hmm? Can you read the title again? My date came in his pants and oh. never talked to me again. Lol. What did I do wrong?
1: I thought it was my dick came in his pants.
0: Hell yeah.
1: And I was like, I need, (laughs) I can't wait for this one.
0: Hey Reddit. I'm a 24 year old female who just got out of a three year relationship about half a year ago. Not a good guy trying to get back into the dating world and hopefully meet someone I can just hang with occasionally since I have to move back to my parents after being away for six to seven years. Anyway, I met this guy my age off of Bumble who asked me to hang out. We set up a date, went to a brewery and a bar, probably had two to three drinks each over the course of five hours. He initiated a kiss, held hands walking back to the car, invited me up to his flat, and since we were getting along, I was like, sure, plus I lived 30 minutes away and didn't want to drive that far after drinking. It's not really the distance, but okay. (laughs) It's the drinking. Okay. Uh, We got to his flat, put on the TV, started kissing more. I told him I wasn't interested in sex, to which he understood, and told me it was totally cool. He asked me to spend the night, though, and said, but don't worry, I'm really not asking for sex. It was late, so I stayed. We grinded, lack of better words, in bed, and he ended up stopping and started grunting. Man had came in his pants. We sat for a minute, and I tried joking around with him. He told me, honestly, I'm just really embarrassed. So I told him I really didn't think anything of it, which was true. It was just kind of funny. He stopped cuddling with me after that and didn't really acknowledge me when it was time for him to leave for work and me to go, not even a hug or whatever. He didn't text me the other day, so I texted him this afternoon saying, hey, just reaching out to wish you a good day or whatever. He didn't respond, lol. I'm really new to the dating world and a little self-conscious due to coming from an abusive, abusive relationship, which I only mentioned to him once and explaining my I moved down to the area. Anyway, is this how dates usually pan out? Should I be taking it personally? Thanks, lol. I'm just confused.
1: I mean, like, do you really think that this is how dates usually pan out? That's every one of my dates has been this way. She comes in her pants,
0: gets angry at me. <laughs>
1: Like, like, surely you must not, like, surely you know that this is how every date pans out. Like, are we really at that point where it's like one thing happens and you're like, this is it. This is how it works. It's like, no, this isn't how dates usually pan out.
0: The meme with the butterfly. And it's like, is this a normal date? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, Come on. Just because one thing happens once.
1: Like, you didn't like, so to be like, oh, what did I do wrong? Like, nothing. Well, this this guy had an embarrassing thing or something he thought was embarrassing. He mm -hmm. got insecure about it, got super defensive and probably, yeah, he probably never wants to see you again because he will always be ashamed of what happened, whether he should be or not, is completely irrelevant to you and completely independent of you.
0: Yeah, I think the only thing you might have done wrong is like how you handled it when it happened. And like, I don't really see any red flags in the description, but. You know, yeah, if someone I mean, said they were embarrassed, you're like, oh, I don't think anything of it, and just kind of like ignored it. You know what I mean? Because at least he was able to open up and let you know that he was really embarrassed. And it's like that's kind of your cue to then, you know, assuage that embarrassment.
1: Yeah, or at the very least, because I know they said they were joking about it as well. It's like mm-hmm. at least then, like, stop joking about it. Yeah, um, but I like I really don't know what else to offer, especially when you're like, oh. He said he was embarrassed. I said it wasn't a big deal and I meant it. It's like, well, that's like a uh, short of taking a polygraph test at that very moment to prove that you in, like, in fact did, did not care. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what else you could have done in that situation.
0: Well, like, I don't know. I, I feel like why I want to bring this is that like something like that is super embarrassing for a guy, right? As someone's partner, even if it's just casual or first time, it's like you're you're still like you still should care about where they're coming from in terms of like, if they're comfortable, if they're happy, if they're, you know, and like, if someone's super embarrassed, like, as a good partner, you should be there to kind of like, reassure them. Like, that's what good sex is. It's like sex can be a pretty intimidating thing for a lot of people. So it's like, I don't know if you did the best you could in the situation or not. And it's like, if you have sure, whatever, sometimes people are just so in their own head that they're not going to be able to take what you're giving out. But I think sometimes either people one, don't know how embarrassing that can be for a guy because it's not really a thing they have to deal with. Or two, just think that, like, they've done it. Like, they say, oh, I don't care, and, like, roll over, and that's it.
1: Yeah, which, it like, definitely doesn't seem like that's the situation here. Proclaim his embarrassment. Mm -hmm. It'd be weird to be like, you know, imagine if, like... (laughs) People who just, like, fucked for their own pleasure and didn't care about their own partner was just, like, super embarrassed by this. Like, I don't care about your pleasure, but really embarrassed about it. Can I, uh, so I think what you're saying is you had the only way she could have handled this properly would be to Billy Madison style come in her own pants.
0: That would definitely help. Just, like, stare at him. And like clench your face as it slowly grows hotter, but you don't break eye contact and your face reddens and you just focus and you tense. It looks like you're about to shoot yourself, but you just spontaneously just cream.
1: Yeah. And then you'd be like, I did it too. Now, this is what cool people do on dates. You know what? I think that would have actually solved it. I don't know. I mean, especially if if the way you come is the way that you just described. Yeah, That's what happens in every date that's a usual date yes mm-hmm,
0: yeah i just feel like you know it sounds like very little in terms of reassurance
1: happened in this well, situation I you mean, know i don't know what else like i i don't know what else to to like how okay let's still a little role play i've just Again, come well, my pants and uh, someone is like damn and someone is like oh i'm really embarrassed about this mm-hmm. what, would like, say, what would you say what Well, the thing is, it's less that and more of like,
0: in this question, by all means, they could have, but like, we don't have the context, right? We don't really have much. Just like, I told them I didn't really think anything of it. And it's like, we stopped cuddling, went to bed, you know, if you just go like, oh, that's it, and roll over and go to bed, that's probably not very reassuring, you know what I mean? And I think it's fair to want and to advise partners to be caring and to like, to really try to like, assuage people.
1: Oh, see, I got the vibe that it was, like, his decision to, like, out of embarrassment, he was just like, it's done, because then he, like, ignores her for Mm -hmm. the rest of the day.
0: And that's totally possible, and that's the thing, it's like, we don't really have the exact context, like, we don't have the dialogue, like, a script. So I'm not saying they didn't do it, I'm saying it's possible they didn't do it, you know? Yeah. Also entirely possible, this guy was just like, male ego, fractured, must regress to childlike state, you know, which happens. But I just want people out there to be, you know, to be those good partners if they can be. It's like we've had a lot of questions about, like, women shitting or pissing themselves on dates. And we've always been very gung-ho about how the guy should be, like, you know, reassuring and nice and how the girl should, like, laugh it off. And I feel like we should do the same here.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, like, that's why, like, I I was commending her when she was like once because i think it does say that she was like trying to make light of the situation mm-hmm. or like joking about it and then like once she, uh, you know acknowledged that it was embarrassing for him she knocked it off and it's like that yes i mean like i don't think it, the problem is is like it, there's been so many punchlines. like rarely have we seen in media women shitting the pant or like shitting the bed you mm-hmm. know what i mean like that's not a super common trope but dudes jizzing in their pants mm-hmm. is a pretty common punchline, especially for like teens and younger mm-hmm. men or
0: coming early or, you know, anything like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it's like, there's, there's all that societal pressure as well of being like, Oh no, now I'm a punchline. Mm-hmm. Like now I'm, now I'm the joke that I saw in like every sitcom fucking ever. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's, yeah. Like you said, it's super important to, especially when someone has verbally announced, like, I'm embarrassed to do whatever's in your power to, uh, to, to, like you said, assuage that, that embarrassment. However, I think there is also like a, a statue of limitations where like, if someone is so embarrassed that they then start getting shitty or, you know what I mean? Like if, if it 100%. did play out in the way that, you know what I mean? This happened, you're like, Oh no, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. And then he like, rolled over to his back and just like it's bedtime now you know what i mean like it's like well then like you've done your part if they
0: turn the situation around into now it's your problem somehow fuck that you know what i mean like you're right there's a limit to how nice you should be because like some people just won't or don't or can't take it at that time and to all the guys out there or or ladies if something embarrassing happens it's like try not to get caught up in your head like that you know what I mean? If someone's like, Hey, don't worry about it. like, you shouldn't be embarrassed. Don't construct an alternate narrative in your head. where like, they're really still embarrassed. And they're still laughing at you. They're just saying that it's like, take them at the word, try to move past this for both your sakes, because like, there's no benefit in, in having a little child fit, you know?
1: And like, I get it. Sometimes things happen that are, that are fucking mortifying. And like, you just want to cut ties. This is your first date with this guy. I assume, right? Like it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, I kind of understand that this guy just being like, again, coming too early or coming in your pants isn't like, really isn't that big of a deal. And I don't no. think, you know what I mean? It'd be much different if like, you know, you got like, you guys were fucking and he just had explosive diarrhea and just like <laughs> plastered his wall and shit. Like that would be a little bit more like in my realm of like, I'm, I can never see this person ever. Again. And the funny thing is, I think he'd probably prefer that. Yeah,
0: maybe. You know, um, I definitely, I remember I was dating a girl when I must've been 15 and we were up, we were fooling around like in my house and we were going to go out and I had like nice jeans on and whatever. And we were doing various things. And like, it wasn't even that we were grinding. Like she was like jerking me off in my jeans, but like I came obviously and like had this like big wet patch on my jeans and for some reason was so embarrassed that she would see it and like came up with like weird excuses to like hide my leg and like went downstairs and like changed my jeans and came back and hope she didn't I And not like, she was jerking me off. She knew what happened. Like, <laughs> I don't know why, like it wasn't a mystery to anybody. And it's not like, you know, she wasn't culpable and it was a thing we both did. But for some reason I was just like, so embarrassed and ashamed about, it. I don't know why. And it's like, sometimes I think back, I'm like, what the fuck was going on there? Why? Like this was a thing we willingly did together. Yeah, so I get it. Like it's it's one of those things where like you, of course, are going to be embarrassed about about various things. But it's like you got to get over it and you got to like let your partner help if they're trying. Right. Don't use this as an excuse to like just ruin everything, you know, because mm-hmm. it's only going to get worse. The more you're in your own head, the more you refuse to step away from it, it gets worse. And that's like you can't go back to this person and be like, well, sorry that I not only came in my past, but then was a child about it. It's like, yeah, you got to you got to not do that second part.
1: Yeah, and like so, the advice for this guy, I think, is like relax. It's not the end of the world. It might have been a little embarrassing for you at the moment, but like, mm-hmm. fucking get over it. And mm-hmm. for you, and for for the question asked here, it's try to do your best to assuage these mm-hmm. this embarrassment moment. But at the same time, it's like if this guy has chosen to just cut you out, like you did nothing wrong. Presumably, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, like you you've given us no reason to think that you've done something terrible to earn uh, a blacklisting. But it's like like just move on. Like this no, this isn't a normal occurrence. This was yeah. a like a, a random thing that happened on one date. Like to to assume that like this is how it's going to go is a strange thing to do. <laughs> so just, just move on, go on another date, and maybe stop being so good at
0: grinding. <laughs> That's it. Maybe you're way too good at grinding. Do you ever think about that? Yeah. But also like you say should I be taking personally? It's like, not at all. Like Put yourself in their shoes and realize that, like Dane said, this is a thing that's been mocked in the media for like ever. It's a thing that is a source of shame and embarrassment for a lot of guys. And it's like, I'm assuming you don't understand how much of an embarrassment it is to this guy, which is why you're thinking, oh, should I take it personally? This guy's so embarrassed that he's too scared to see you again. And that's kind of understandable. You know what I mean? To a degree. It's not unfathomable. So it's nothing to do with you. He's embarrassed. He needs some shame time and that's fine. But maybe next time, don't grind so hard.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, the the phrase, he's so embarrassed, he can't see you again, is telling. It's not like you embarrassed him so much that he doesn't want to see. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's very clear that, like, this is all on his end. And shrug. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, it's like, if you, it didn't work out. if you were, if you did all you could and wanted to, uh, you know, assuage his shame, then fuck it. You've done your part and he needs to figure out stuff on his end.
1: We've used the word assuage too many times. I know, times. Just so many times. While we're on the topic of shame, uh, this comes from Reddit user TopsMcGots. Is it normal to not have a single girl like me at the age of 20? I don't know. Just feels abnormal. Most people make me feel like I'm a freak for it. I've never had a girl remotely interested in me, not even one having a crush on me. And when I say not one, I genuinely mean not one. Not, well, there was this one, but I didn't like her. Just zero point blank. I'm the only person I know like this. I'm the only person I know that has, that's never been kissed. I'm the only person I know that's never been on a date. I just don't feel right. Most of my friends constantly make fun of me for it. The ones that don't still have made it clear that they don't, that they think it's weird. Even my parents and brothers think I'm weird. My parents always ask me if I'm fat and why I've never brought a girl home, which we'll talk about, I guess. Okay. Okay. My younger brother has, has had girlfriends. My older brother has never had problem with girls. I'm the one who struggles. Am I normal? And I'm not looking for the bullshit. There's no such thing as normal. Everyone's unique answers. There's things that are commonly accepted as weird. Or it's weird to be a virgin at 30. Most people think it's abnormal. Are the things that are wrong with me that abnormal? Uh, what age is he again? He's 20. Okay. So a lot to unpack here. But he does say, not
0: a single girl's ever like me. Mm-hmm. How do you know, bro? Mm -hmm. how do you fucking know bro you literally have no idea yeah you haven't figured it out or like to think that no one has but like clearly your mindset is a little bit negative but also a lot of people especially when you're younger and like especially with less experience you don't know when someone likes you like when you're when you're a kid in high school and you're talking to people and like someone's like they like you and you're like no they don't And you, you don't fucking know they could like you they might not like you you don't know so shut the fuck up with that firstly <laughs> right
1: no absolutely the second i read that i was like that's a pretty definitive statement like unless you're all, like unless the abnormal thing you keep referring to is you can Mind read reading. people's minds yeah. like that's really the only like unless you have one of those big sort of like alien shaped heads because your brain is so developed that you can read people's thoughts Mm-hmm. And you know exactly how everyone feels about it. it's like you there's no way of knowing that no one's ever had a crush on you. Yeah, because, hey, guess what? If your attitude is this shitty, maybe they did have a crush on you and you they talked to you for five fucking minutes and they were like, oh, never mind. You're a buzzkill.
0: Yeah. And I don't want to jump on the guy's attitude too much because it's like it does suck to, you know, it's almost like a self-defeating cycle where it's like you feeling Like this and feeling so insecure about about this makes you kind of act a certain way, which makes you less desirable, which makes you act worse. And it's like a whole fucking clusterfuck. But like, it does seem like the negativity is going to be a factor here because it's already spewing through the post. And like the whole, there is no normal. I don't want that bullshit. It it is true, though. It doesn't matter if you think it's bullshit. Everybody is on different timescales with regards to everything. And 20 is pretty young as well.
1: Yeah, I mean like this is the reason I brought it was like this is like a fisher's price my first incel post. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's the fear I have is that that's where it's going, right? Um it's like you've really had no like everything is outward, right? It's like my like everyone likes my brothers, my brothers have girlfriends. Mm-hmm. This no one's liked me and, and like am I that like am I that abnormal? It's like what are you talking about? You've given us no indication that anything about you is abnormal other than like you haven't gone on a date as a 20 year old. Yeah, and I promise I you, two, pretty fucking young. I promise you you're not the only like get on Reddit for three fucking seconds in any of the dating subreddits. And you'll see floods of people being like, I've I'm 27 and I've never been kissed. I'm 18 and never been kissed. I'm 16. Yeah. It's like, there are people all over the fucking age spectrum that have never had sex or been kissed or had a boyfriend. It's like, why? I don't understand why you've arbitrarily chosen like 20, Mm-hmm. I have these I haven't hit these milestones so therefore I'm a pariah.
0: Yeah. And the thing is like a lot of people don't find themselves until 20 mm-hmm. or till 25 or till 30. You know what I mean? It's like high school's fucking wild. You know what I mean? It's like you have a bad day at the start and you can be a pariah for like the whole thing not necessarily due to anything that's your fault. You know, you might just be in a weird high school where you don't fit in. You might just be a weird kid. Like, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying like to learn who you are and to become yourself, it takes a lot of time. And let's be clear about one thing. I don't know if your shitty parents and shitty friends are helping because they sound not great.
1: The question are like, are you fat is a wild question.
0: It's like, Hey, have you not seen them in years? Like,
1: yeah, it's like, that's a pretty easy question to answer. If, I mean, granted, both his parents could be blind, but if they hug him, Mm -hmm. that's another way of indicating if this man is also
0: being overweight or anything has no, like it has no bearing on whether you're going to date people or not. Like that's an insane thing. You know what I mean? So anyway, you need to figure out your shit, right? Like you need to get yourself together because Dame pointed out that you seem to be very negative about like things all in an outward sense. Like it's, it's other people's fault that you're not dating. Like they haven't chosen you yet. It's like, okay, well, are you the best you you can be? You know what I mean? Like your friends sound like they might suck. Again, I don't know if it's that you're in, in bitter post mode and you're, you know, going off like the one joke they said, or if they're actually always on your ass about this. Cause if they are, they're probably not good friends. They're probably assholes. You're probably their punching bag. And like That's not going to do you any favors, both for your personality, for your mental health, for your happiness and for potential partners. Because if you're surrounded by four people that rip into you at every moment, like anyone who meets you in that regard probably isn't going to fall head over heels about you because they're going to be fucked off by this whole situation. Um, So maybe get new friends. Your parents sound like assholes. I don't know. But like, you know, you need to figure out what you like and what you want and realize that, like, you know. There is no arbitrary like oh shit you haven't you know hit a three pointer 9 times by the age of 24 you're a useless human everybody's working on a different time scale everybody's hits different milestones at different ages and it's like on top of that sex and dating is incredible but like you can't let it be the be all and end all you know no. you can't be like i haven't had a date i'm 20 i'm useless what else have you done you know what i mean i'm sure you know maybe you graduated high school maybe you are I think swimmer, maybe you could fucking like are good. Like those are things that matter. And that's like, if they're important to you, the other things will happen. You know what I mean? If you're yourself, if you're a person, that's step one.
1: And this idea that like, like I think you mentioned briefly of being like, Oh, I'm abnormal. I'm weird. And therefore no one likes me because of that. It's like, there was a kid in high school who was, like, categorically one of the strangest people I've ever met. Like, just a fucking weirdo. Um, And, he, like, nice kid. He wasn't, like, toxic weird. He was just, like, like, I couldn't talk to him longer than five minutes because he was so fucking, like, loony and loopy. And he would just, like, say crazy shit all the time. Um, But now he's, like, found his, like, people, I guess, and is a, like, a a staple at Comic-Con, conventions and like anime conventions and stuff and like he's like kind of like this weird like idol amongst people he's like a cosplayer now Mm -hmm. um and like i like i guess he was just like just didn't fit in with whatever and has now found like his group of friends and now he's like you know the the cool quote unquote because he's he's found his like group Mm -hmm. and that's all really that like what we're trying to do in life essentially it's just find the people that we get to be authentically ourselves around and the second you do that you start thriving whatever that means you know what i mean like are you a dnd nerd great find yourself a dnd group where you guys get to like be absolute fucking nerds together once or twice a week cool like that should that should bring you joy in the same way that like you know if you find a really good fucking rugby team to play on. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you find your family and your group of friends. And like, suddenly that becomes the, the chance that you get to grow into mm-hmm. the you that you are, as opposed to like in high school where you're being pelted with hormones and you're getting pelted by like peer pressure. And you know, the fact that you're so insecure because maybe you're not as tall or as strong or as fast or as good looking. And it's like, none of this shit matters. It's also fucking like, microcosmy in school and the second you get out into the world it's like oh wait the cool kids in high school don't mean anything mm-hmm.
0: and on top of that it's like when you're in high school you don't really have much like mobility you know you're you're thrown in with the people you're thrown into and it's like whatever they are like you either gel with or don't i guess but like when yeah. you get out of that it's like you could be into like the most niche shit and you could find an entire fucking group of people that are going to be all about that don't get me wrong. I understand it sucks if you're not dating, if you're not sexually active, if you're not all these things. It can feel like garbage, especially mm-hmm. if people are mocking you and being assholes about it. Totally get it. But getting bitter about it and making it other people's problem is not the way forward in in any way. And you know, then you're definitely not going to fix the problem, and you're going to make a whole bunch more problems. The good, the way to go forward is to do it positively. To work on yourself. Um and I'm not I don't just mean like going to the gym but yeah if you want to by all means it's never going to hurt being physically fit is always a good thing even if you're not shredded work on what you would love to do and and surround yourself with people you like and who very importantly like you you know and you'll find yourself so much more able
1: to date and in a position to do it as opposed to right now where it doesn't seem like you are you also haven't mentioned what you're doing in an effort to date like, are you yeah. on dating platforms? Are you on Tinder or Hinge or whatever? Like, are you looking for dates or are you just sitting passively being like, no one's expressed interest in me and therefore I can't date? Because like, yeah, guess what, my dude, even the most attractive dude rarely gets approached. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm. it very is like, it really is a, a a thing that you have to take an active role in. That's, so, yeah, it, it, it takes work. So like, if you're not doing that, like if you're not trying to date, if you're not trying to interact with people and meet people then yeah no sorry buddy but like i would also still be single and dateless if i just you know sat in a corner and was like no one said anything to me huh no one likes me huh (laughs) like
0: also i feel like it might be like almost a weird version of survivorship bias where it's like maybe you thought someone liked you but then you never did anything about it and they didn't do anything about it so you're like oh they definitely didn't like me so it's like you're discounting all the times that people did like you just because nothing came of it. And it's yeah. like, sadly, you're the one that kind of has to really take the, you know, lead in these situations. So it's like if you haven't, then it's kind of no wonder they haven't gone anywhere. you know what I mean? because it is, as Dane said, pretty rare for women to like take the lead dating on, sadly, you know, society is kind of like not about that.
1: i I would go for as far as to say is like it's rare that anyone, male woman or outside in between, if you're not engaging with people, like if I had a crush on on someone sitting at a bar, or you know, I saw them and I was like, oh damn, she's cute as hell. Mm -hmm. I'd love to talk to her. And then don't, regardless of how she feels about me, you know what I mean? Like it's it's not just like, oh as men, we have to sort of take the initiative. It's like if you don't make any attempt to make any connection, regardless of whether you're flirting or asking out, but like if you just stand in the peripheral of everyone then no one will, yeah, no one will develop crushes on you because you're not doing anything. Like, he, someone might look at you and be like, oh, he's cute, and then walk right by, and that's mm-hmm. it, especially yeah. in, like, classes and stuff. Like, if you don't talk to anyone, no one's going to develop a crush on someone they don't talk to yeah, or or don't interact with. That's just not mm-hmm. how it works.
0: Especially if that person doesn't give anything back or anything out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't be afraid to, to engage people and also find other friends. Damn, we are...
1: We are long gaming these questions. I know. Let's let's do a quick one.
0: Uh, Oh, fuck. I have a good one, but it's not going to be quick, I don't think.
1: Yeah, we'll make it quick.
0: No. (laughs) No, we're going to do this. We're going to see how it goes. And then uh, I have a short one for later. Uh, This is by Trail Hate Being Home. Am I setting my standards too high? I am a single 22 year old female. Who's a huge weeb and loves to cosplay and go to conventions. I think I'm okay in the looks department. I want to find a guy with the same interests as me, but is also physically attractive to me. Thing is, I'm really into muscular guys. I know nowadays stereotypes, stereotypes like the typical nerd or jock mean nothing. Cause they used to be set in stone. <laughs> um, but I really only tend to attract guys. I'm not physically attracted to when I gauge my interests. When I dress up and go to parties, I can attract the guys I find hot, but they have different interests. I know looks aren't everything, but I've tried to take guys purely on interest and personality alone, and it doesn't work for me. Am I setting my standards too high? Edit. Clarify a little. My definition is muscular, or at the very least toned and lean. I'm a pretty small person, so even a little bulk fits the bill in my eyes. No, I'm not looking for a fellow cosplayer, although that would be nice. Cosplay is, in my opinion, less common with guys from my experience. I would be happy with a casual anime fan or someone
1: who is open-minded, like many of you had said. Uh, I mean... I've never really been to anime conventions or anything, but the pictures I've seen, most of the dudes are pretty fucking jacked. So the funny thing, like, and
0: all the comments are, yeah, you like anime. Anime guys are scrawny like nerds. And it's just like, it's so dumb that it hurts because like, I know so many people are into anime and they are in every spectrum of build because that's how life is
1: literally our fucking pathfinder group like i'm the only one who's not into anime but you literally have the the like gamut of body types pretty much
0: but i mean i literally literally
1: have like the whole spectrum of of like everything you could want in, in a dude in our group who are anime fans in my opinion
0: yeah, I know people who are, like, my old roommate was, like, a brick of a man. And I mean that in terms of just, like, he's a, he's a buff, beefy dude. Biggest anime yeah, nerd Just a solid man. Right? You know what I mean? Like, one of my good friends from back home is, like, an actual bodybuilder. Like, fucking shredded. He's a gigantic anime here. In fact, I think most people I know who are very, like, into the gym are also very into anime. And I don't know if it's linked or not.
1: And um, I also feel like I'm kind of an outlier I like it's rare that you meet someone who doesn't like anime I feel like you know what I mean like unless you're literally hanging out at like MMA gyms and shit like that but like even then it's that, a- see that's a that's a generalization as I well, know right uh, but I was gonna say I was like every like like if you most like look at the fucking olympics look how many olympic athletes were making anime references during the fucking olympics yeah it was so- like it became like a thing and I'm like so like I don't It's rare these days. I feel like, again, I feel like the outlier of people who just, like, don't really have much of an interest in anime. Mm -hmm. But, like, this isn't me gushing
0: about anime. This is me saying that, like, you can't be like, oh, I, you know, I like D&D, but I also like attractive men. What do I do? It's like, just because you like D&D or just because you like, I don't know, racing or just because you like fucking gardening, like, you're not just like, oh. You're sliding into that body type now. Like, it's insane to me. Well, well, gardeners are pretty shredded. Yeah, you're right. Because of all that digging. So firstly, let's throw that out the fucking window. Um, But secondly, it's like your standards are your standards. If you want to keep them, keep them. If you're upset, change them, I guess. You know what I mean? It's like maybe you're looking at things the wrong way at the start. Because you're saying you meet guys who are attractive, but it's like they don't have your interests. You're like, nope. It's kind of fun having someone who isn't immediately into your interests because you get to share things with them. Maybe this guy, you'll get him super into anime, you know?
1: That's the thing. It's like, just because someone's not like a diehard fucking anime nerd doesn't mean that like you won't show him a couple cool animes. And he's like, hell yeah, these are fucking awesome.
0: Yeah. And like he presumably then will introduce something into your life as well. So it's like, are your standards too high? I don't know. But maybe you're looking at it the wrong way where it's like, just because I don't like this movie doesn't mean I don't like the
1: things that make that movie good. You know what I mean? Alternatively, on the flip side of this this idea is, are you are you like slotting people? Like, are you meeting people who you might like, who you get along with, but are like, you don't fit my, like, you know, this, you must be this tall, you must be this buff to ride, mm-hmm. like, stature requirement. And just cutting that off at its knees. Cause like nine times out of 10, the people I tend to be most attractive to or attracted to are usually the people I don't start attracted to. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like the people that like really s- kind of get me going are the people that I've been like, Oh, you're cute. But then once I get to know, I'm like, Oh, you're actually very attractive.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. because and- Who someone is very much informs how attractive they are visually. Once you do get to know them and they can go both ways.
1: So I feel like you're you're running this like you're you're actively working against yourself of being like when you find someone you meet, you don't give them a chance to be introduced to your interests. Mm-hmm. You just like, oh, don't like anime and no thanks and next, and then you meet people who are into your stuff and be like, Oh, sorry, you're not buff enough. A uh, bye. And it's like, give these people a chance.
0: That's another thing is like even just looking at the comments, you can tell the people are still in this like animes for nerds mindset. And it's like maybe the people you're meeting aren't like, hey, I'm super into anime because they're worried that you're going to be like loser. Yeah, peace. exactly.
1: It's I like I don't know if if it would be like the strongest. Op- I mean, I was going to say, but like. I do pretty much openly talk about D and D all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Um, but like there's, yes, there's also that of people being like, is this good? Like I'm talking to a really hot girl right now. Should I fucking gush about anime? Although to be fair, I'm assuming she's bringing it up as well. If they, get mm-hmm. you know I mean? So like, I feel like if, if, if I was talking to an attractive woman at a party and she was like, Oh yeah. My level 13 cleric, like just got Aww. cool new spell slots. I was like, like, hell yeah. I'm sorry. Tell what's your most prepared spell. Go. Let's hear it. That would be great. What domains you got? Mm Who you worship? But like the thing is, when I was younger, like
0: I would be embarrassed kind of. And and for me, it's like when I got embarrassed about it, I would almost like go against myself to make sure I said it because I hated the fact I felt that way. But like about saying like I write fantasy novels and shit, you know what I mean? Because, like, back then, fantasy wasn't as fucking cool as it is now, where, like, everyone's obsessed with Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings and shit. Mm -hmm. Like, back then, people were like, what are you reading? So, people can be insecure about these things. You might not be getting the whole picture immediately in both senses. So, I say just give things a little bit more of a chance. Like, maybe your standards aren't too high. Maybe they're too rigid. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. Maybe let them blur at the edges a little bit and and be a little bit more loosey-goosey because... You know, even if those are the things you want, I don't think you're going to know if they fulfill those criteria immediately, you know?
1: Yeah. Also, I, like I said, I highly doubt that you're going to fucking cons and and dressing up and doing cosplay and you're not running into, like, there are people who make a career out of being fucking like, oh, I'm, I'm shirtless Goku because I'm Mm -hmm. jacked to shit.
0: The only guy I know who does cosplay is a friend of my girlfriend's who's like, just the most shredded, tall, attractive man. Like, he looks like Superman, and as a result, often cosplays as Superman. Yeah, of course. Like, he he's hotter than Henry Cavill. It's crazy. Um, okay, well... he Because he basically just looks like Henry Cavill, but, like, just a little better.
1: Mm. I'll
0: find you this man one day. And fucking your man from uh, Magic Mike, who's a big d d guy, right? Like,
1: I mean, like, yeah, uh, just, Joe Mantegna.
0: All I'm saying is... There's people of every types who like things of every type. So don't let yourself be fucking putting people in weird brackets like, you know, like a stupid teen comedy. And that's it. And maybe just let your let the walls of those rigid standards wobble a little bit.
1: Yeah. Give people a chance. Don't mm-hmm. don't come up with these like preconceived notions of the person that you're you're going to be attracted to. Let yourself have a chance to be attracted to people mm-hmm. regardless of what that means. Um this is from Hot Mess 077. No, I didn't send this in. <laughs> I actually miss. I did not read that name at all correctly. Hot Mess 0117. Oh, then that's not me. <laughs> uh, feeling some type of way with my roommate after sex. Mm-hmm. So, I've been living with my roommate for about two months only, and I was never attracted to him. Two nights ago, he asked me if I wanted to watch a movie, and I agree, but in my room, since I was tired and I was probably going to fall asleep... We both ended up falling asleep together in my room, cuddling all night. It felt so good. The next day, we kind of did the same thing, but ended up having sex throughout the night. The next day, I had to wait work at 6 a.m., and he woke up at 4.45 to make me breakfast and pack me lunch. No one has ever done that to me before, and I felt some type of way, and the sex was amazing. He's my roommate, and I don't know what to do. Help, please. We signed a year contract, and I don't want to ruin things around the house. Well, it's too late for that. Yep. That is,
0: yeah. Not that it's necessarily ruined, but, like, you can't be like, oh, help, like, we can't undo what you did. You you done did it.
1: Yeah, you, you done did it. It's you been done. done. Did it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so funny. That it was literally, like, when I read that, I was like, you done did it already. Mm-hmm. It's already done. You've done it. That's the so- thing. It's like, you
0: should be taking this into account before you do a thing like this. You know what I mean? Like, you don't lightly toss it into your roommate or have it tossed into you by your roommate, which is the technical term yeah you know like, like, why are you saying it like that <laughs> um and that like look sometimes you want to do it sometimes you do do it sometimes you shouldn't have done it but the one thing you should be able to do is stand by what you have did and why you've done it you know what i mean so when you do something like this you need to be prepared for everything to go fucky and if you haven't you've already failed step one
1: now, now step i will two, say i will say having already done it and failing step one, mm-hmm. lean into it.
0: Well, that's the thing. It's like, I think maybe boundaries need to be established. You know what I mean? Like, because if he has a girl over or you have a boy over, um, I assume it is a guy and a girl, right?
1: I assume so. I think like,
0: so. You know, we shouldn't assume. We shouldn't. But I'm going to. <laughs> no, wait, but like if they have a partner over or you have a partner over now, like that is going to be a very dodgy maneuver like that could be ruining everything right there. So like you need to kind of establish where you're at. Right. Yes. Um, and before you do that, you need to figure out where you want to be at. Cause you don't want to do the thing. Me and Dana both talked down upon, which is showing up being like, what are we like putting it in his court and being like, it's your issue now to to mm-hmm. tell us what we are you need to figure out what you want you guys to be and what you're like, you know, ready to agree to.
1: Right. It's one of those things where like you like I maybe it's because it's my anniversary today or anniversary ish today. So I'm a little like, you know, heart glasses on this. Congrats. Thanks. So uh, like I'm kind of just like, just go for it. But then the cynic in me and the realist in me is like, well, this could be a like, did you know him beforehand? Is he a complete stranger? You know what I mean? Like if he's just a complete stranger, this could be a real cool way to be. Uh, a, a way to get his hooks in you and have a really toxic relationship. You know what I mean? Like, I know that seems counter. I what you are going to just... say
0: could be a real cool, like romantic thing. And I was like, hell yeah, Dane. And then you were like, he's got his hooks in
1: you. Like, no, oh, but like, Jesus. yes, it could be adorable. This could be amazing. You know what I mean? Like if, if he is a genuinely nice guy, who's going to get up at fucking almost like before 5am to make you breakfast. Like that's really nice and really sweet. And, you know, you guys are have the opportunity to, like, have an unconventional but great relationship, but at the same time, like I said, people are terrible, mm-hmm. and, like, having just signed a lease makes you pretty dependent on them. Well, I want to establish
0: something that you're not dependent, and don't let that lease ruin your life. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can sublease out. You can can sublease out. You can break leases in certain ways. You can do a million things. So, like, don't let that be a thing. If this does go south, like trapping you in a shitty position, because it may not. It's definitely not going to be good for your mental health. And depending on how it goes and what this person's like, could be very bad for your physical health. Like, who fucking knows? Don't let something arbitrary like that. Yes, it's stressful. Yes, it's hard. But like. There are options, right? You're not mm. trapped in this lease. So let's get that out of the way first. Yeah. But secondly, I think you need to establish boundaries. Like, 100%. Because you're going to be hurt if he brings someone over without your knowledge. He's going to be hurt if you do it. And, like, there's nothing worse than not knowing if you could do it or not. Because if you do it and you really hurt them, you're fucked. But if you don't do it, but then they do it, you're going to be really upset, too. You know what I Because mean? you're like, fuck, I could have banged Dave. And now he's banging Clasander," And
1: god damn Cl- it. Klasander. Klasander. that's the uh the next step up the next evolution from classandra mm-hmm. <laughs> Sander, class classander xander <laughs> um so
0: like you know it's gonna be kind of awkward because you guys just did the thing but at the same time you gotta you gotta adult it up and just be like hey so we've done this and don't be afraid to be like look we're both roommates we know that's a risky maneuver that we've done. So where we
1: really stepped did it here, but
0: <laughs> so where are we at with regards to ourselves and like, just lay down some ground rules. You know what I mean? It's like, I think we've talked about it before, but it's like, because you're living together, you're not going to be in a relationship immediately. I assume they're just like, no, get married. Yeah. <laughs> but like knowing like when it's appropriate to like invade their space, you know what I mean? Cause people need space. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you're horny, Like you need to be able to like say yes and no clearly and not like dance around each other and like piss each other off. And like, so just try to establish some boundaries. Like, are you guys having
1: people over? Uh, Are you sleeping with other people? If so, are you allowed to bring them over? Do you have to sleep at theirs? Like have a color coded sock system. So like, if you want to be left alone, it's a white sock. If you're like cool to chill, but horny and down to fuck black sock. If like, you just need it. You need it. You need to get thrown in you. It's an orange sock. You know what I mean? Plaid sock. Plaid sock. Yes, obviously. Okay.
0: No, if, if you really need it, you just put on, you know, thigh high socks and walk down to wherever they are. Yeah. Man, man or woman. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing else. Um. So yeah, just try, try set out the boundaries and just try to be a respectful roommate still. You know what I mean? Like, don't let that absolve you. Like, you're now going to have to be a good partner and a good roommate to a degree. So like, Don't let one get in the way of the other and try to be chill. Like I've done the roommate thing and it worked out great. We're still good friends.
1: Yeah. I mean, it it can work out and I believe in you guys. Uh, Just be very clear. Be very open. Be very honest with one another. Uh, Set your boundaries as Nell said and be careful. That's all. I'm just going to leave it there. Just be careful.
0: Yeah. Like we, we sat down after we did it and had a chat as to like where we were at and what we wanted and like, you know, what we wanted was something very casual and occasional, and it was great. You know, she was really chill. I was very chill. Neither of us got jealous of the other person doing other things. And then even after we stopped living together, occasionally we'd meet up and hook up. And it was great. So, you know, it can be done. Cause this was during a year of me making terrible decisions on paper, such as, you know, sleeping with a good friend, sleeping with a boss, sleeping with a roommate. Like I basically did all the things you shouldn't do. And realistically only one they they didn't really not work out nile stumbled so you could run is what he's saying it was one small step for Niall spain one large step for listener kind yeah so just be chill and you should be all right but if you're worried about
1: these things think about them before you do them yeah maybe don't have sex with your roommate if you need to undo things like this um but i it's too late for that have fun good luck best of luck please let us know how it goes um
0: now, I'm going to hit you with a quick question because I don't have that many Tinders. Okay. This shouldn't be long. This is by Chummy Jimmy. <laughs> What's the correct response when your girlfriend or significant other asks, What am I out of 10? 18. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Any number over 10 works. <laughs> yes. Why would That's you ever funny. say less than 10? Yeah. Don't say less than 10. No. I or mean, or trip them up by saying five. And then when they get upset, be like, Out of five. And they'll be like, I said out of 10. You'd be like, Oops.
1: Yeah. Be like, I'm just reducing fractions. It's the same thing. Exactly. God, you're such an idiot. That's why you're an eight. (laughs) I love eight. (laughs) Uh, At the end of the show, we like to peruse online dating platforms such as Tinder and Hinge and Bumble. Uh, And we pick out red flags. We comb through them, find what works, what doesn't work in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable.
0: This is Tay. Your profile makes me laugh, but please don't fall in love with me. Hmm. I'm a cat person. I'm sorry if you're not. Hmm. I like white wine and tequila. Italian food has my heart.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, there you go. What do you think?
1: I don't hate it. I think it's a six.
0: Yeah, right. Maybe it's a four. I don't know. Your profile makes me laugh. Not necessarily because this is your bio. You haven't necessarily <laughs> looked at it. So don't lie to my face, Tay. Secondly, please don't fall in love with me. Both of you to assume I'd fall in love with you. Don't ask me not to. Cat cat person, great. Sorry if you're not, great. I like white wine and tequila, basic as fuck. Italian food has my heart. No shit, it's great. Yeah. You know, give me me something I can work with here. The cat thing, sure. But, like, even that's not much.
1: Man, imagine running into someone who's like, pasta and pizza? No, thank you. Not for me. That'd be very sad. Really sad. Like, even people who who are, like, celiac, who can't eat Mm -hmm. wheat, still manage to find... A way to you love Italian do, food. You can do gluten-free pi- like pizza, gluten-free yeah, pasta. I know. You know. So it's like, get out of here. Yeah. I don't know why uh, I make great people who don't like pasta. I do. I've missed the... I failed well, this assignment. Either way, I think it's a six. I don't care. It's a four for me. This is Kelsey. And this is, I think, is going to be a real stumper for you. Okay. Neurobiologist, horse mom, mm. Pinot grigio gal, passionate about using cell therapy to treat brain injuries in children. Cell therapy or self-therapy? Cell therapy. Oh, thank God. (laughs) I thought it was self-therapy, and I was like, oh no. Do you hate horses and horse girls more than you hate children who are dying? Now, Dane, Mm -hmm. I'm giving the five. Okay,
0: a very diplomatic answer. (laughs) So now you know, I feel the same about horses and dying children. Uh, But this is out of five. Uh, It's out of six, actually. Um, ooh, Okay, you know what? She gets points. Neurosci- neuroscientist? Neurobiologist. Neurobiologist, that's cool. Uh, helping dying children in a cool neuroscientist way, that's cool. Horse mom, not cool. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> okay. so, alright, so saving dying kids seven, seven gives, gives a pretty significant boost in mm-hmm. comparison to the penalty that being a horse mom gives. Yeah. Alright, we're learning things. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Gabby. No money, no prospects, burden to my parents, frightened <laughs> frightened <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man that's great <laughs> now does she look frightened in her pictures
1: uh, her, she's the type of lady that i feel like this could be an accurate profile description
0: oh man i love it so much i it don't want to give it a 10 i don't giving, want to but i may an eight being for the
1: for the I'm giving it a minus two for the this chance that this could all be very accurate information. I'm, I'm very worried that it is, but yeah, I find it very funny. You know what? I'm
0: I'm gonna give it a five because I don't know if it would like like I I find it very funny out of context, but in mm-hmm. the context of dating, I don't know if I would find it funny. If she was like incredibly hot, I'd swipe, but like I don't know. So I'm gonna give it a five. Okay. Are
1: you ready for mine?
0: Yes. This is Kimberly, and this is a hinge like snippet.
1: All I ask is that you don't murder me. Hey, we had a whole question about standards, and I think she's keeping hers reasonable. Yeah, that's fair. And you know what? I won't. Um, This is another hinge snippet. Believe it or not, I haven't showered in half a year. You sent this to me during the week. I did. um, I just sent it to you.
0: And I'm going to go zero because that's not funny. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's not true, it's not like, "Uh uh-huh. Like, I don't know. There's you know, this
1: whole like celebrity thing of people not bathing.
0: Yeah, but like, they, is she referencing that? Because I don't feel like she is.
1: No, I don't think so. There's a lot of like sparkly hearts afterwards as well. It seems like a a point of pride.
0: Um, yeah, that's a zero for me because you do need to shower.
1: Yeah, basic human hygiene. And it's yeah, like I'm not, as- I'm not asking you to do like a skincare routine. I'm just asking you to wash your parts. Yeah, and the rest of you. It's 40 fucking degrees outside.
0: Yeah. I need uh, to shower like
1: after a day, if not by daily, you know what Oh I mean? my God. If, if I went through one shift of work one Friday night and I was like, I'm not going to shower. I would feel like the most disgusting swamp person the next mm-hmm. day. The idea of doing an entire weekend of work during 40 degrees, mm-hmm. the, the, like just makes me want to throw up in my mouth. I the would... idea of doing fucking what, Six times four is twenty-four. No, is it? Yeah, yes. it is twenty. It is 20, yeah, it's twenty-four. It Hell job. yeah, I did it. Um, imagine doing twenty-four weeks That's... of of work shifts and not bathing, let alone whatever else you're doing during the rest of the week. See, I'd be dead because I'd be so sticky, I wouldn't be able to sleep. Yeah, you know, like I would stick to my sheets,
0: and I'd want to carve all my skin off. Um, this is a minus ten. In fact, the more I think about it, the worse it gets. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree. So uh, weird this...
0: flex. Why would you? How did you do that? I don't
1: know. This is Christy. I love myself, but I don't like the way I am. Trixie Maxwell, or Mattel. Trixie Mattel, which is a drag performer. Yeah, yeah. And then, are you my baby toe? Because I'd like to bang you on all my furniture. Okay, I like that. I don't love
0: the first thing, but I do like that they like Drag Race. Yeah. Seven. (laughs) Seven.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give it a seven as well. Because it's a little
0: like emo of a first, like, you know? Mm-hmm. like hmm Like, it seems like you got some issues, girl, you know? Like, and that's not the way to bring them up, and
1: it's also a bit of a red flag. Um, I'm going to finish with this one. Okay. Oh, actually, you know what? No, I'm going to go with this one. Okay. I want a guy that'll buy me stuff. I'd put a crying emoji, but I'm using a laptop. I'm serious as fuck, though. If you can't or don't want to, that's okay. My Instagram is this, like, at the Instagram. I literally have over 5k likes on here, over 2k in Toronto alone, so if you want a fast reply or any at all, hit me up on Instagram. I also live in America, not Canada. Um, zero?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It's a garbage profile. Yeah. I thought maybe they were being funny at the start with the whole laptop thing, and and I'm just like, no, they just seem like... Also, who counts likes? It's on...
1: I don't remember what platform this is on, but like, it, uh gives you a running total of, like, how many people have liked you on it. Oh, they weren't talking about their Instagram? No, I don't think so. I think they're saying that, like, over 5,000 people have liked them on oh, this that's app. That's even weirder. Yeah.
0: Like, I don't care.
1: Yeah. Like, you nope. shouldn't have to use that metric
0: to prove yourself if you're worth anything. Also, you know? why are
1: you flexing at being, like, I have 2K in Toronto, and have your location set into Toronto, and then yeah. be like, oh, by the way, I'm not even in the country.
0: So... <laughs> yeah nah. this this seems like an awkward like instagram harvesting thing where they just yeah like,
1: but yeah, yeah. It's, it's a zero for me i'm sorry also a zero it's not even um, a fun zero you know what no. I mean? like, i'm not even repulsed i'm just bored Hmm. um that's our show friends thank you very much for hanging out with us it's been a pleasure and i hope you've enjoyed your time as much as i've enjoyed my time i've also had a fun time If you have a question or you would like to support our show, you can head on over to FBuddiesPodcast.com and click the Patreon link to uh, bring yourself to the Patreon page in which you can then choose which level you'd like to uh, uh, become a patron of ours. And we thank you regardless of what one you choose. Um, And then if you have a question, you can head on over to our contact page and send us a message. And we would be happy to answer your question. And we will be happy to answer it too. Thank you, Josh Eagle.
0: You said we would be. I don't know. (laughs) It's just a weird phrase. Uh, Thank you to Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song, Paper Stars. Are you ready for some bad text writing?
1: I am. So this
0: is from Dan Dida's The Way of the Superior Man. This is chapter 46. Oh, boy. And it's called Ejaculate Up the Spine. Oh. For most men, ejaculation involves spewing their energy and semen out through their genitals. Afterward, they feel they have released stress. The superior man's orgasm more often explodes up his spine and into his brain, from there raining down through his body like an ambrosial bliss of rejuvenation. The technique for converting depletive orgasms into rejuvenative orgasms involves contracting the pelvic floor near the genitals, drawing energy upward along the spine through the use of breath, feeling, and intention.
1: Now, he's talking metaphorically here, right? He's not suggesting that you can shoot your jizz up into your brain.
0: I have no idea.
1: (laughs) My name is Dane Miller.
0: And I'm going to ejaculate up my spine.
1: (laughs) Did we finally find our sign off?
0: Hell yeah. Do you want to hear some other chapter titles from this book? (laughs) No, we've done our sign off. We got Allow Older Women Their Magic. She wants the killer in you. (laughs) Use her attractiveness as a slingshot through appearance. What? (laughs) Live as if your father were dead. Live with an open heart, even if it hurts. Enjoy (laughs) your friend's criticism.
1: All these things sound like if they were taken literally, would cause a ton of pain.
0: Tolerating her leads to resenting her.
1: Oh boy. Okay, hold okay. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. We're gonna do this again. We're gonna do our ending again. You're gonna use your sign-off. Alright, let's do this. Let's do this. My name is Dane Miller. And I'm now a spine. <laughs> no.
0: oh man i'm gonna ejaculate up my spine
1: oh <laughs> <laughs>